Hello and welcome to this episode of The Leadership Edge and today I'll be talking with Jeff Price and we're going to dive into all the things at um, in a personal level that make a great leader. Welcome to The Leadership Edge, searching the corners of modern thought to find the secret spices that make a great inspirational leader with your host Trish Everett. Okay, so before we dive into this interview with Jeff Price, let me just tell you a little bit about him. So he's the founding CEO and designer of WorkSmart8, which is an online leadership development software that propels leaders, teams, and organizations through change. He's an executive coach, an author, a psychotherapist, and a mediator. He's also been the CEO of Just Solutions and the CEO of the Pathways Foundation. He also runs Leadership the Real Deal Workshop for the CEO Institute. So without further ado, let's jump into this interview. And wonderful to be here with you today, Jeff, and I am so excited about what we're going to cover. But to start the show off, I'd like to ask what I always ask, and that is, how do you see leadership? I see leadership as something that everybody can do. Uh, I don't see leadership as something that uh, relates to the role you have or the number of pips on your shoulders or, or, or being a CEO. Um, everybody has the potential to lead in their own way in whatever it is they're doing. Um, but to the, So I see leadership as a, as a journey Towards um, being able to being able to lead and inspire people, so I don't I don't think there's too many people that are actually born to lead. I think um, most people have to learn how to lead, and um, so their particular way of leading comes from their life story. So. Um, the way I like to think about leadership and, and what I do with leaders when I coach them is I help them understand their life journey and how that enables and uh, and holds them back in their journey towards leadership. Um, I think um, being authentic and knowing yourself are the are, re- are really key things to be able to lead effectively. So what I t- tend to work people work with people is around that, helping them to understand themselves, helping them to understand how other people see them, helping them understand their strengths and their pitfalls, how they could grow into leadership. And, and how they need to develop themselves and understand themselves in order to do that. So sometimes I, I, I call, uh, call this, um, you know, leadership the real story. Uh-huh. Nice. Because it is about being real. And being real requires self-knowledge. And self-knowledge doesn't come easy. And changing doesn't come easy. But insight is a requirement for change. That has not yet changed. Mm. So I think that's the way I see it. Yeah, beautiful. So 
Yeah, I love all of that. I love that it's not just that, you know, that it's CEOs and born leaders that lead, that it's something that is accessible to everyone, that everyone has that within them. And that leading leading people to understand their life story and and what parts of it are actually holding them back from from being able to you know go forward and lead as well as that that piece about really being authentic and knowing ourselves yeah mm. yeah so when when you're working with people around this what are what are some of the big blocks when in their story like what are the things that come up in people's story that are actually inhibiting them from being able to lead well there's no um there's no one <laughs> thing but everyone has a story mm. and um Everyone has a script, what I call a script. And we we grow up in a family. Um, we have a certain birth order. And we might be the eldest. We might be the last. We might be the middle. We might be one of a dozen. We might be on, uh, on our own. Um, and we live in circumstances of family and culture. And all those things influence us unconsciously. Mm. So... What I work with with people is to understand how people have integrated all of those things unconsciously into what I call their script. Yeah. Um, and a good way of thinking about our script is it's something that we write for ourselves as we grow up and we do it without knowing and we write with invisible ink and we don't know we're writing and after we've written it disappears but it runs the show. Mm. It determines who we are. Mm. And it determines largely, not solely who we are, because we're born with um, a genetic component that has a big determinant. Mm. But I think genes and, and environment, nature and nurture, are about 50-50 in terms of how they contribute to who we become as adults. Mm. So... Um, it's important to understand on that genetic side what our archetypes are, if you like, as in people are different. Um, some people are born communicators. Some people are born analysts. Some people are born strategists. Some people are born humanists. Some people are born innovators. Some people are born managers, you know. And these... these um, tend to uh, be questions of type. And so what I try to do is help people understand that through our, our WorkSmart 8 profile, we help people understand what sort of type they are and therefore what they'll love to do mm, and, what they'll, and what they'll not so much like to do. So I try to help people find a way so that the work they do is like swimming downstream with the current mm. and lined up with their archetypes rather than swimming upstream against their their nature, which leads to stress and burnout and ultimately it's pretty unsatisfying. We can do it for a short while, but after that it's it's not our life's work. So there's so I try to help people understand that about themselves. The givens, if you like. Mm -hmm. And then how their script has worked out. And um, 
people's script will be a fantastic thing for them because it's enabled them to get where they are and to survive and to become who they are. So there'll be strengths and great things in that. Um, and there'll be pitfalls and there'll be weaknesses or things that hold us back that have come from our from how we learned we had to be and our survival strategies as children. So if you like, a good way of thinking about it is that as kids and young adults, we spend our life learning how to be not caught by the tigers that chase us in our life. And everyone has different tigers, mm. depending on the circumstances of their life and family. And so we learned, and so we learn through the development of our survival strategies how to put anti-tiger cream on mm-hmm. that protects us from the tigers that we fear. And generally we get to adulthood and we're still applying tiger cream quite madly, even though there's no tigers around. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's go into a real-life example of this so that we can, so people can understand what that tiger balm <laughs> might look like. Mm-hmm. Have you got a, a, a real-life example for us? I could give you one. Um, I was coaching a CEO of a mining company and it was a big company um, and this guy was in, in charge and he had an executive team and my job was to coach him and, and the executive team. And he had a reputation for being a bully and he was very tough with everybody around him. And the way his idea of how to lead was to tell people what to do mm-hmm. and to threaten them that if they didn't do it, there'd be consequences. And so his whole team lived in fear. Mm. And and that was his way of feeling safe, of getting things done, mm-hmm. and he it was the result of everything he'd learned about how to how to be seen mm. and be safe all his life but it was a very he was very unconscious about it you know we get to these places often without any self-awareness at all and that's if we haven't got self-awareness, we can't be a leader. So this guy would, as an example, he would continually ask me, so, Jeff, tell me what you think of me. How do you see me? You know, do you like me? And this is a clue to what's really driving his behaviour that really is uncertain of himself and the way of him feeling safe and keeping the tigers at bay mm-hmm. is to push everyone around and not let anyone get close to him and make every and allow everyone to fear him. So it was a very difficult environment for the people in his team 
and eventually it all fell apart, as these things do, mm-hmm. yeah. because um, if you try to rule people by fear, that'll be all right as long as you as long as you've got enough um, enough power to be in charge. But the minute you don't, people will stab you. Mm. People will get rid of you. They'll use the opportunity to bring you down because they don't they don't respect you. They don't love you. They don't trust you. They don't want to work for you. So that's a good example, I think, of how somebody can learn the the strategy that they think is going to work for them, mm-hmm. but actually is hugely problematic for everyone around them, and they can't see it. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess that you know that strategy for this man to feel safe and seen that he developed probably quite early on in his life mm. when it when it played out for him much later in life as a CEO with a team underneath him it it was no longer an effective strategy for being able to stay seen and safe yeah 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 he still thought there was tigers and yeah. he was still putting in and and bullying was his tiger cream mm. and and he kept putting it on because he still thought there was tigers there. Yeah. He hadn't ever seen that there was another way to lead that didn't require him to keep everybody else in fear. Mm. And, you know, um, the days of being able to lead through sheer power and through pips on your shoulder and being able to sack people at a whim, they're long gone. Mm. The The new generations, they that's not what they want. They won't stand for that. The new generations want leaders who can inspire them, who they can trust, and who they feel seen by and mentored by. Mm. Yes. So this this um, you know team is wanting to be seen, to be mentored, to have trust, to you know be able to respect their leader. So. What are the qualities of a leader that creates that environment? The first and foremost is a leader must know themselves. Mm-hmm. So they must have self-knowledge um, and be able to manage themselves well. So you've got to you've got to you've got to learn how to do that, and you do that through coaching, self-exploration being absolutely honest with yourself and taking feedback from others about how they're seeing you. So the first thing is to have self-knowledge and have a degree of mastery over how you how you behave, how you lead, mm-hmm. so that you can respond to individuals and situations according to how the uh, what the what their needs are rather than just the one mode you have. Mm. So you need to be the self-knowledge and mastery to be flexible and adaptable to the people around you and the situation mm-hmm. and not be one-dimensional. The second thing is to be able to build trust. So you've got to you've got to be able to act in a way where people feel that they can trust you and respect you. And um, you know, I think in order to do that. There's an old saying that leaders eat last, mm. and 
and leaders need to understand that um, if they keep putting themselves first, if they eat first um, and get the benefit first in front of all their people, then that does not build trust. Leaders need to put the people who they're serving, I call it servant leadership, mm-hmm. um, in front of themselves, and this builds trust. Mm-hmm. Then they need to be able to create an environment around them where there's creative and constructive conflict. So there's always going to be conflict in a team and with leaders, and that's a given. The trick is to, for, for the leader to create the environment where the real issues can be put on the table, distrust, uh, cons- discussed constructively, and agreements found and relationships preserved, indeed enhanced. Mm. And there's lots of leaders who can't do that and and um, constrict, uh, conflict becomes destructive. Yes. Like if you're a bully or a, then, you know, you're, you're hard on the person and hard on the problem. The idea is to be hard on the problem and soft on the person. Mm, I love that, hard on the problem Collectively. and soft on the person. Yeah. So if a leader can do that, then and only then will they get commitment and buy-in from their people. And if um, if people haven't haven't bought the vision and been inspired by it, so a leader needs to be able to inspire people to buy in mm. through having something that moves them and they're passionate about, and the character of the leader. So um, the leader, people follow leaders. The number one factor for getting discretionary effort out of people, which is like um, going the extra mile for your leader, is the character of the leader. Mm. It's not money. It's not um, the benefits. It's not learning and development opportunities. It's the characteristics of their direct manager and after that the culture of the organisation. That's what gets the best from people. A leader needs to be able to create this culture that I'm talking about that contains all these things and have the character where people respect, trust and want to and want to go on this journey with the leader. So commitment and buy-in, he needs to be able to create, he or she needs to be able to create, create that. If you get all those things happening, then and only then will people feel accountable for results. And will you be able to hold them accountable for results? Mm. And, we, and when you get all those things right, then results just seem to happen beautifully. Mm, beautiful. So there's this, you know, the first part of being able to know yourself and to be able to have mastery over yourself as well. So one, to know yourself, but then to have that mastery. Yeah. And then to build trust um, amongst the team and rapport. Um, and then it's about that creating the environment where there's constructive um, and creative conflict, where the think the forces are working, uh, you know, in conflict with each other, but with a forward movement rather than just becoming destructive and and you know that horrible. Oh, you know, you feel a space when there's 
that sort of yeah. conflict that's destructive. Yeah. And most most people work in that sort of environment. But mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. everything changes if you can if you can make that a situation where the real issues can be put on the table, but everyone feels better towards themselves and each other after you've had a discussion about it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's an art in that. And I, I really love that point that you made about, you know, being hard on the problem but soft on people so that, you know, that the trust, you know, to have those two points in in harmony with each other where you're building trust but you're also working with and through conflict, then, you know, that's quite a, a, a tenuous balance to keep them both in place. And then lastly, I love your point about, you know, inspiring um, through character and the culture of the organisation for people to want to be there, to buy in, to jump mm. on board with the vision and, um, yeah, be want to be part of that team. Yeah. Can you imagine if you really want to be part of, you know, what you're trying to achieve together and you love coming to work in, in this environment of trust and respect and uh, where your leader wants the best for you, people will die in a ditch to work there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the, the flow-on effects for that are huge. Not only are people enjoying working there, you know, what the, what that happens for their customers is amazing, but then also for all those people when they go home, what energy they're taking back home to their families. It's like mm. the flow-on effects of if this, what you're talking about are, are incredible. Yep. Yep. So this, um, this leadership that we're talking about is not just about in an organisation, it flows out to everyone around the leader um, and and presents opportunities for the whole culture to grow mm. in a much better way, in a much healthier way. So, Jeff, now I'd love to jump into is before you mentioned about um, your your tool, um, Work Smart Eight, and. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that and how that works to assist leaders to really um, have a reflection or have a, have some self help them build that self knowledge that you spoke about um, to be able to understand, you know, where might be those places that we're putting on the tiger cream and um, they, we may not be aware of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, we've designed WorkSmart 8 as a as a profiling tool to help people find that out, understand where their strengths are and where their pitfalls might be. So you, we do that two ways. One, you do the WorkSmart 8 profile, and then ideally it's good to get some coaching with somebody about to debrief your profile and the the WorkSmart 8 will tell you about your archetypes, your natural strengths, and also where your competency development opportunities lie. So that's like what you were talking about at the start. So the part that you are kind of born with, like your genetics, that, that yeah. um, your archetypes, your archetype, and then the other part of it, which is where you've got these stories that are holding you back or uh, giving you patterns or. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, giving you the stories that are stopping you from <laughs> moving forward. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's important to understand what they are mm. and figure out uh, how you can 
how if they're holding you back, how and how you can change and develop. So one way of finding out what your pitfalls are and your and your handbrakes, I call them, mm-hmm. is and this is another aspect to the WorkSmart Eight is is to do the WorkSmart Three Sixty, which so you can take say twelve or fifteen people. Some people who you report to, some people who are your peers, and some people who report to you. So people who have a view from different angles of you, and they can give you some feedback about what they really love about how you operate, what they'd like you to do more of, what they'd like you to do less of, mm-hmm. where they see your strengths, where they see your pitfalls, and how they rate you on those um, remember all the factors that we talked about that a leader has to be able to do? Yes. Self-knowledge through trust, constructive conflict, uh, um, commitment and buy-in, accountability, and through to re- creating results. Everybody gets to rate you and rank you according to how they see you um, doing or not doing on those factors. So that gives then an, you an opportunity to say, mm, righto, um, actually the way people, other people are looking at me is perhaps not the way I'm seeing myself. Mm. So then you've got an, an opportunity to say, okay, well, if that's the case, this is what I need to do differently. And then the, you know, the leader's challenge is to, is to grow I imagine that that is extremely powerful, especially since these these stories and the scripts that come from them are, are things that are going to be quite self um, subconscious by the time we get to that point. To be able to have, you know, people around you to reflect back to you what they see, I imagine that that's quite a powerful process. It is a very, very powerful process. Um, and most people find... It's pretty scary, mm-hmm. but incredibly valuable. Mm. So it needs to be done beautifully in order for people to, to get the best out of it. Mm. But um, I've had thousands of people do it, and uh, it's been, it's been um, turn, a turning point for many, many, many. Beautiful. Mm. So if somebody is listening to this and going, okay, I'm going to take a really deep breath and I would like to look at that, how would they, how would they do that um, and have access to, to what you're talking about here, the WorkSmart 8? Well, the, probably the best way. The best way is to go to our website, mm-hmm. which is uh, worksmart8.com. And that's work. Um, work smart with an eight at the end of with it. With an eight, yeah. Yeah. With an eight. And I'll uh, put this in the show notes so um, okay. you can access that um, from the show notes of the podcast. Yeah. So keep and, and they should go to the website and they, sh- um, they can send me an email from there. If they want to do it as an individual, they can, or if they want to do it with um, the, a team of people that they work with, so they can do that. Wonderful. That's, yeah. Brilliant. So and we can, we can also help with a bit of follow-up coaching as well if that's, uh, if people want that. Wonderful. So the, the, the big thing that has come 
through today is very much this idea of learning to know more about ourselves and also to get mastery over that. So we're going to finish up um, soon, but I would love any final thoughts or tips or last dollops of wisdom that you had to share with us on especially that point there of, of really knowing oneself. Yeah, um, I think when we really know ourselves, we don't have to work so hard to prove anything about ourselves to anyone else. And we don't have to prove so hard to defend ourselves against tigers and incoming things that we fear. When we can operate from that place of having nothing to prove to our, about ourselves and having nothing to defend about ourselves. We can just be truly who we are and with people in a, in a way which allows our character to shine through and for us to serve others beautifully. Wonderful. What a way to end the show. I adore that. Thank you so much for your time, Jeff. And it has Thanks, been a delight. I'm so excited about everything we've covered. And, um, yeah, have a wonderful day. Oh, thanks. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today on this episode of The Leadership Edge. Be sure to go and check out what Jeff is up to over on his website. If you didn't get the address, check out the show notes. It's there. You can have a look and you'll be able to go and look at all the amazing things that he's up to. If you'd like to join us on the Leadership Edge on the next episode, we're going to really dive into looking at, okay, well, what is your story? What is the script? What is going on for you and your leadership? It's going to be a bit of a self-reflective episode, and I would so love for you to join me. And come along, check out us at theleadershipedge.com.au and sign up so that we can be sure to let you know when a new episode is live and that you can check it out. Ah, have a wonderful day and thank you again so much for joining us.